You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Robbie Samuels hosts the On the Schmooze podcast. Robbie, tell listeners what to expect from the show. Since 2015, I've interviewed entrepreneurs who overcame challenges to achieve success in their field or industry. Tune in to On the Schmooze to listen as I ask deep questions to elicit untold stories about leadership and networking. And where can people subscribe? Find the show at ontheschmooze.com or on marketingpodcast.net or just search for it wherever you get your podcasts. You heard them. Go subscribe. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy. Tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Cafe, a virtual coffee experience which takes place every single Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in both Alpha Collective's Discord, that's discord.gg forward slash Alpha Collective, and Startup Club's house in Clubhouse. It's free, it always will be free. There are no strings attached, there is no bait and switch. Lurk or listen only chat with one another in our back chat or even come onto stage the coffee shop is open for business whether you're on the treadmill getting the kids ready for school getting yourself ready for work commuting into the big bad city or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom to your home office on monday we manifest on tuesday we talk thought leadership on wellness wednesday we discuss mental health wellness and life skills on Thursday, we do live book reads and discussions with the author. And then on Friday, it's No Agenda Friday, where there is no agenda. Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot, with virtual coffee, with the Collective Cafe, where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption, entrepreneurship or coaching. So give us a subscribe, bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go or a review on your favorite podcast platform if you're listening on demand or of course, join us every day live 
it is addictive. And remember, it is a safe, welcoming space, and you will never, ever be put on the spot. This is Alpha Collective's Collective Cafe. My name is Joseph Jaffe. Well, good morning, good morning. <clears throat> wow, already a uh, frog in my throat, and I've just started. It is February 12th, Monday morning, 8.02 a.m. It's time to do a little bit of Monday morning quarterback as we wait for people to swing by the virtual cafe for a little bit of virtual coffee and real conversation. Glad you're here. For those of you that are listening online or on demand on our podcast, bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go. For those of you in our Discord, However you get your virtual coffee, we appreciate you. As a reminder, um, we are here Monday through Friday, except when uh, when there's a conflict or travel or uh, some kind of coaching commitment because that's what I do. I do business and leadership team coaching. And um, so Monday morning, we, do, we call it Marketing Mondays, Tuesdays and Thursdays. We're doing live book reads, crucial conversations on Tuesday, and on Thursday, four obsessions of an extraordinary executive. Wednesday is, um, I don't know, leadership skills, just anything, uh, core values, just human stuff, stuff to make us better human beings in, in the workplace and at home. And then on Friday, we do a little bit of a best of the week, kind of potpourri, AMA, open mic, ask me anything. Hello to Brucey, haven't seen you in a while, my friend. Good to have you here, and uh, and that's the the new agenda, um, and uh, it's great. I think I might even rotate in a third book as well. So I mean, I'm loving crucial conversations, I'm loving for obsessions. I think I might um, add in one of the uh, EOS books, either Rocket Fuel or How to Be a Great Boss. And I can tell you that um, once we're finished. Four Obsessions of an Extraordinary Executive will probably go into Never Split the Difference or Black Swan, one of the Chris Voss books as well. I'm definitely going to spend a lot more time this year on uh, sales, negotiation, consultative selling. So if you want to improve that aspect of your life, this is the place to be. All you got to do is just come in and, you know, the advantage of listening live is you can comment, you can you can come up on stage Um you can participate, um, and I'm going to be doing more and more poems. So for those of you, hello, Slick as well, a couple of our regulars. For those of you, if you look down in the chat, you will notice four POAP codes. Um, until those codes are full, um, I'm not going to be able to bring in new ones, um, but I'm hoping to rotate in some uh, Super Bowl special codes uh, tomorrow. So for those of you that want to come back, uh, in fact, quite frankly, for those of you that are here today, if you send me a direct message, if you come into our Discord, discord.gg forward slash alpha collective and send me a direct message, I will make sure, you can even do it through Twitter. I'm at Jaffe Juice on Twitter. I'll make sure that you get one of our special Super Bowl codes. And uh, we're going to be using these codes uh, in, in more experiential ways. So for example, next year, I might uh, have a Super Bowl party. And uh, anyone with the Super Bowl code from this year will be invited to the Super Bowl party next year. So I'm going to start doing more and more things like that. For the rest of you, um, there are four February codes left. I may get more, I may not. Um, but if you end up with all 12, um, you'll be able to redeem them for something special. If you end up with maybe nine of them, you'll be able to redeem them for something special. So that's what those codes are below, those four POAP codes. And... Uh, Hopefully you will take advantage. Uh, Bruce says, I've listened to that book on Audible five times, never split the difference. But have you heard a South African uh, busy, uh, you know, narrating it? Have you heard that, Bruce? Um, and have you discussed it? By the way, um, who knows? Maybe I might even get Chris Voss to come past. Uh, and and, and um, so the goal is just, just to kind of mention it and then we'll kind of get into some of today's topics is... Uh, I'm going to, first of all, there's a new platform called Chatter, which Nelson Apiga has, you know, been uh, developing on uh, privately. And um, at some point, I'm going to move to Chatter. So if you do want to continue this experience, um, it's important to stay close. It's important to to kind of take note. Um, the best way to do that is to uh, join the Discord, which is that link above. 
So you can see very, very, um, you can you can tell uh, or you will be informed very, very soon. But the goal is to get initially 50 people coming in on a regular basis. Once we have 50 people, then I can start inviting guests in. See, I don't, I don't want to invite Chris Voss in um, when they're, I mean, no disrespect to four or five or 10 people, or 15 people, no disrespect to me. Um, but it's important that we have a certain critical mass. And so what I've said to everyone every day for the last few weeks that we've been back in Clubhouse um, is tell a friend. You know, the two best things you can do is come back tomorrow and tell a friend. Literally, that's all you got to do. You'll never be asked to pay. You'll never, there'll never be bait and switch. Um, there will never be anything that kind of, you know, has you feeling like uh, you were duped, right? I mean, giving me, giving us an hour of your time in the morning is huge. And of course, the point behind this is, I don't, you know, if you want to participate, you can. I mean, we're going to talk Super Bowl ads. So if you watched the Super Bowl last night, I want to hear from you on stage today. And it doesn't matter whether it's one person or 10 people, etc. Um, but the idea behind the Collective Cafe is that you are on the treadmill, getting the kids ready for school, walking the dog, commuting to the big bad city. You're doing other things. You're feeding your mind and feeding your body. You know, you are multitasking. That is the goal behind this. And it's important for me. Uh, I want it to be at 8 a.m. I don't want it to be at 9 a.m. It's possible I might move it to 7 or 6 a.m. Um, but it's not going to be at 9 because 9 is work, right? We should be at the office at 9. So this idea is just, you know, is learn something new, get motivated, you know, be inspired, participate, make a friend, connect, network. That's the goal behind the Collective Cafe. Always was, is, and always will be. So let's let's segue. And there are a couple of things that I want to discuss today. One is the Super Bowl. And, uh, and two is Apple Vision Pro. And I found this really great. Uh, no, I didn't find it. I created it uh, with the help of uh, AI. Um, I was trying to come up with a, an equivalent for, for a glass hole, right? Um, for a... Um, uh, you know, at the time when uh, Google Glass came out, um, people that were walking around with their Google Glass on were known as glass holes. And, um, you know, it just it just looked weird. People that were tapping, people were tapping their ears and, you know, and, and the sides of their faces and so on and so forth. And, uh, and I was like, well, I, I wonder if there's an equivalent. And uh, so I went, you know, backwards and forwards, um, with with uh, uh, my friend Chat GPT to just try and find uh, the equivalent, and I, in the end, I actually came up with a name. I came up with a, with what I called I Mole, um, I Mole, uh, because I almost feel like people that are walking around the city with these things on their faces. It's like they're hiding away from the world. That they're like moles, like burrowing or buried underground and I created this uh, really cool little image um, which it's I wish I could show you in Clubhouse don't have that capability but if you do go into Discord um, you'll see it in the cafe chat which is right above the collective cafe channel so I, I like kind of the prompt was like a kind of a Brooklyn hipster type you know and uh, and so I was trying to like you know a little bit of facial hair you know, um, you know, kind of, I don't know, IPA, uh, but I've got like one with like a little Manny, you know, ma like Manny fanny pack or like kind of satchel flannel, um, you know, walking through cobble streets of Manhattan or Brooklyn. Um, I definitely got the perfect image of an eye mole. And, um, and I'll talk a little bit about, about that later. Um, but let's, you know, let's, let's chat a little bit about, um, about the Super Bowl. So, you know, last night was a very different uh, Super Bowl for me. Well, the whole experience was a bit different this year, and I'll tell you why. First of all, I went to a, uh, an AMA, which is the American Marketing Association. They had an event, their Connecticut chapter, and it was a, an ad preview kind of party. And uh, my friend Bob Norp, I normally do, uh, his, he has a podcast called The Beancast. He's been doing it for over 10 years. And I'm a regular guest on his podcast. I'm, I'm there pretty much once a month. In fact, I'll be on this Sunday doing 
um, a, a redux of the of the Super Bowl, what worked, what didn't, the winners, the losers, etc. I'll definitely share that link with you um, next week. And so I saw a lot of the ads for the first time um, in advance, and then we were discussing them, you know, as as only marketers can do. And so I I normally don't do that. I normally what I do is I like to I like to um, basically just be a consumer. I like to just be a human, a normal person. I like to be at a Super Bowl party. I like to be, you know, a little drunk. Music is turned down. People are shouting and screaming, um, and and just you know just talking to one another, and and that's how I like to experience it. And so the next morning, when I'm thinking about the ads and thinking about what I remembered and what I didn't, and what made an impression on me and what didn't make an impression on me, I'm just acting like a normal person because at the end of the day, we're not marketers. I mean, well, ultimately, the people that buy our products are not marketers. They're humans, they're consumers. Um, and so this one was a little bit different. So there are certain things that, you know, that that were in my mind or memory. Uh, and and yet, you know, today, you know, my mind is like a sieve, <laughs> like most of us, you know, went to bed a little later than normal. Um, and, you know, and there, there are pieces of creative that I might remember, but no clue who the brand was. Um, I remember when I walked out of the um, the AMA event, I basically, I basically said this. I said, um, here were my three takeaways. Number one, um, celebrities need the money, apparently, like really badly. Like, like, I feel bad. We should all just feel really bad for celebrities. They clearly are hard up and desperate for more money. They need the cash because they will throw their name away and they will do gratuitous Super Bowl commercials um, because clearly, you know, Times have been tough for them. Maybe the riders strike, etc. Obviously, being a little, just a little snarky and a little sarcastic, um, it's free money for them, and they just gratuitously, you know, uh, they gratuitously just basically take the money. You know, it's it's funny because um, some uh, actually Bob said this uh, at the AMA event, and he was like, "You really know." So here's the thing: it's it's pretty desperate when. When you use a celebrity, celebrity is borrowed interest, right? So if you can sell your brand without using a celebrity, that's the way to go. It is the way to go. But when you need a celebrity to get someone's attention or get someone talking, it's a crutch. It's borrowed interest. And and that's the way it is. I'm not knocking it. It's just it is the way it is. You know, I've used this many times and I've spoken about, you know, Hillary versus Trump. Um, we saw that um in 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 we saw that like you know in multiples magnified um in many respects you know working backwards donald trump didn't have many celebrities that were prepared to endorse him or to shill for him or do whatever and so what happened was he had to do it himself and he became his own he is his own celebrity brand whether you like it or not and um and that's what happened yeah there was like i don't know you know there was like scott bio and there was uh you know ted nugent and and kid rock and that was about it for the most part whereas hillary had gaga and beyonce and oprah and all these mega celebrities but in many respects when those mega celebrities came out to sing and perform whatever people were really kind of showing up for them as opposed to for for hillary and it in a way it it it's not that it backfired i suppose to a degree it did but it really just ended up, you know, kind of almost drowning her her out. So the celebrity got impressions, right, and 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 visibility, um, and the actual, you know, the brand in this case, Hillary didn't. So that's one way to look at celebrities. The other thing, and this is what Bob said, and I thought it was a really really good point. He said, "You really know that that there's a problem when you know when you end up basically with the actual script." in the act the script in the actual episode is to mention the celebrity by name so for example there was one right at the beginning uh, more or less at the beginning with uh, vince vaughn for uh, bet mgm which was um you know and 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 the message in that commercial was this is for everyone except tom brady you've won enough tom right and um and there were two points that were raised, actually, and this is all from the AMA event, so I'm just sharing that. Number one, 
is actually strategically there was a real problem because they were basically saying, hey, we don't want Tom Brady here. He's won enough. What we really want are the losers in a way. So the message was we don't want the winners. We want the losers. Now, obviously, that wasn't the intended message. Their message was we want to give other people a chance to win. But by basically saying we're not letting someone come in who's a perennial or a you know a winner, um, that was partly the message. But the other thing, and this is kind of crazy, like they had Wayne Gretzky in that commercial, and 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 the actual script, and he turns around and he goes, "Isn't that right, Wayne Gretzky?" Like you should not have to be able to call out. First of all, Wayne Gretzky is the great one. If you don't know who Wayne Gretzky is, then I mean he's one of the greatest you know, uh, athletes uh, and sports people in the world, certainly in his sport. And the fact that they actually had to put him in and say, and say, isn't that right, Wayne Gretzky, is insane. Now, my whole point is if you need to be able to call that out because you think there are enough people that don't or won't know who Wayne Gretzky is, then actually you shouldn't have put him in in the first place. It is as simple as that. It's just as simple as that. Um, and so... You know, that was my first point, right? Celebrities clearly are hard up. Apparently, you know, Wayne Gretzky needs the money. Um, you know, Dan Marino had had two appearances, including the one in, in the Messi uh, commercial. The, the second point is it's clear that selling stuff is not important because, listen, I'm a digital marketing guy. And i got to tell you that for as long as I have been alive in this business in the US. I've been in the US since 1997. You know, I've been in a, uh, certainly from a digital standpoint, you know, I've been in digital, you know, in earnest, certainly from an agency standpoint, 2000 onwards. And then in my own capacity as an author and a thought leader and a keynote speaker. And, and you know, for me, it was like, I remember how many Super Bowls have come and gone where there's no website, there's no URL, there's no URL on the damn creative. How can you not put a website just allowing someone to come in and, and just allowing someone to come in and, and go to a website to find more information? It's insane. It's insane. Now, you move from website, right, to socials. And, and, and there was a period of time when it was all the rage and there was a period of time when we used to see, um, you know, maybe a, a Twitter uh, icon or, or, or a follow us on or something like that. I mean, why wouldn't you try and get more people to follow you on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok or Snapchat or whatever, Facebook at the time? But, but of course, what happened is you were just, uh, it, it was almost like social media icon you know, diarrhea. Um, well, I, I, I guess, I guess we have our the name for our episode: social media icon diarrhea. However you spell it, but it, you know, it, it, we we still see this to this day in print and whatever. We just see people just spamming. It's like spam, right? It's just like l l let me show you all of the different icons and and expect you to to follow or join without any reason. And I'm going to come back to that in a moment. And then the third actually was the QR code. And we actually saw almost like a, like a, a certainly we saw two things. We saw a massive comeback of the QR code during COVID, right? That was the maligned, the, the ridiculed, the, the embarrassed, the humiliated QR code that just didn't get any love uh, you know, that got poo-pooed or relegated or minimized, kind of like people view Web3. And then what happened? The QR code became the absolute hero during COVID. And and we saw it used absolutely brilliantly in the Super Bowl that had all the crypto, which I guess now was two years ago, uh, 2022, I want to say, um, with Coinbase, where the entire commercial was just this QR code floating around, you know, and and you could win a prize and 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 you know get get an opportunity, obviously, to download Coinbase, which was really the point. And so there you have this continuum, right, from website to social media um, to QR code. I don't know if I saw a single QR code, maybe one, but I don't even remember seeing one or using that QR code at all. And above all, 
call to action, give people a reason to behave, give people a reason to respond. You know, Apple Music paid, I don't know how many millions of dollars to be able to be, you know, to, to own the halftime show now after Pepsi has vacated it. But I, I don't remember seeing any, I think there might have been something that said three months of Apple. I don't remember if there was a an offer or call to action or ability maybe just to, you know, to, to download or get access to Usher's songs or do something, you know, that took advantage of this massive captive audience. Because one thing is for sure, one thing is for certain, right? People don't necessarily watch the Super Bowl for the ads. That's this, That's gaslighting. That's a lie. You know, that is maybe it was once upon a time, but not enough and not a lot. But duped for the halftime show? Absolutely. 100% they'll watch, especially, you know, people that are not football fans. Doesn't necessarily mean more women, but probably skews more women who weren't watching would tune in to watch the halftime show. When you have an opportunity to convert, when you have an opportunity to sell, when you have an opportunity to close to a massive captive audience, you've got to take that opportunity. And then the third point, and then we'll go to Bruce, is, um, you know, and these were just my like, you know, like off the cuff, uh, you know, thoughts. My third point was, uh, you know, it was like Brundlefly. Um, I see Billy is is in the audience in, um, in Discord. I'd love to hear his thoughts because I think he was actually there um, doing some very, very cool activation and experiential stuff. Um, my third point was almost like Brundlefly. It was like this time machine. It was like this machine that fused two different things together because they were like, uh, it was like a, like the battle between Gen X and like, and like millennials and, and Gen Y or Gen Z. All these pop culture references were just, you know, there was like Jen Ortega, but then there was like Flashdance twice. And, and it was just like bizarre, you know, the Wayne Gretzky's, the Dan Marino's. There were so many like 80s references. And then at the same time, there were all these like very like pop culture you know, very present 2024 references. And it just was real confusing. So it's almost like, hey, we're going we're gonna to hit some of you here and some of you there and confuse the rest of you somewhere in the middle. So those were my three like, those were my three um insights from the Thursday night AMA evening um, as so but I'd like to kind of pause there for a second um, before I tell you who I thought did well and didn't do well uh, Bruce uh, if you want to come off mute I would love to hear your thoughts what did you see what did you like what did you not like what were your thoughts about the game from a marketing branding standpoint uh, let's let's hear what you have to say and by the way anyone in the audience if you want to come up Please raise your hand. I want to hear what you, who you thought were the big winners, um, etc. Um, uh, Slick says, um, "Did I use Midjourney to to create iMole? No, uh, Midjourney is actually like not not great at the moment. I used um, I used ChatGPT's uh, Dali, um, and uh, and yeah, I mean, I've been I just couldn't get um, Midjourney to give me what looked like the Vision Pro goggles." Um, and Slick says QR codes make more sense now that cameras can read them without having to download a third-party app waiting for AR to make its mock. Ironically, if you were probably wearing Vision Pro goggles, you might have had an experience. So, Bruce, if you want to come off mic, uh, I mean off mute, I would love to hear your thoughts. There you are. Joseph, how you doing? Good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> Great. Uh, you know, it wasn't – the score was uh, – cl close score, close game. But it wasn't exciting as I really expected it to be. Uh, you know, I think that the <laughs> they panned uh, at least twenty thousand times to Taylor Swift in the booth, and it took off the to me the excitement of the actual game. Uh, the as a domainer, the the usage of domains in the in their ads I think were fantastic. Uh, there were. Uh, I would say 99%.coms. I think there's one .org, and there was even a hyphenated name. And I'm trying to figure out which. I remember which one was a hyphen domain. Uh, but the the biggest craze in domains today is the .ai names, and there was no .ai names in the Super Bowl, which was uh, you know ironic. So 
the the ad, of course, to me, and I don't want to go go into a big political discussion about this, but the ad to me was the Robert Kraft uh, anti-Semitism was to me that just stole my heart. So, but that's a personal reason. Uh, that one was just beautifully uh, uh, placed in the you know the way that they had the mother and the daughter walking out and the anti-Semitic stuff on the garage door. So I, that I didn't, I didn't see that one. I saw a different one, which is interesting. I saw one that that said, you know, that was, you know, that spoke about all kind of discrimination. There was anti-Muslim. There was anti-Semitism. Um, I didn't see that that particular creative. Um, so it's interesting. I wonder if I if I just missed it. But for the most part, it's possible. When did you see that one? Well, remember, I, I, I'm I'm watching from Toronto, so we have different ads up here. But I did watch. I did go on YouTube to watch all the U.S. ads, and this one was on one of the U.S. ads that I saw. It was a mother and daughter walking out to their car, and the mom said, "The little the big girl says, mom, what's that on our garage?'" And it had a schwa sticker, and it said, uh, "No Jews." And the neighbor looked over and he saw it, and you saw he was distraught. And he, uh, so the mother and daughter get in the car and leave, and they come back, and the garage door is painted over. They they paint it. The neighbor next door actually painted it, and you see her mouthing him, "Thank you," and. Uh, you know, it wasn't just stop anti-Semitism towards Jews, but stop hate towards everybody. It was the it was a, it was part of the Robert Kraft. Yeah, I uh, saw that, and and you know, I'll, I'll also talk about uh, that ultimately. If if there's a fourth point that I would raise, and I actually did raise this at the AMA event as well, which is there was some unbelievable, you know, media strategy um, in in so far that I think more than ever before, we saw creative that was very current and very relevant. Certainly nothing more, you know, certainly, I, I wanna say no more so, but absolutely that Robert Croft, um, one or two pieces of creative, which is specifically, you know, talking about, um, you know, uh, all the hatred and anti-Semitism and also, you know, hatred towards all forms of discrimination, um, but there were more. You know, there was there was messy, right? There was messy. Uh, this this one is a is a is a much more um, you know uh, certainly zero controversy. But you know, now that Messi's playing for Inter Miami, having Messi on the beach and you know and and for Michelob Ultra was brilliant. Um, much you know taking advantage of whatever his contract stipulates and uh, and and. And also, by the way, let's not let's not kid. There are about 120 or 140 million or 150 million people that watch the Super Bowl, and there's about 1.5 or billion, if not more, that watch the World Cup. You know, so soccer still kicks the butt of football, or I should say, you know, football kicks the butt of American football. You know, any day of the year. And but there was more. You know, I made a, a little snarky joke, which is. There was um, uh, an ad for Uber Eats, and the message is, and I still don't get the joke, but it's in order to remember something, you have to forget something, and 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 actually they ended up in this very weird position where somebody's like eating peanuts and their whole face is swollen and completely like having a massive allergic reaction, and they got huge pushback and they had to actually recut they're creative by the, I don't know, the Peanut Association or the Peanut Allergy Association of America, the P-A-A-A-A, I don't know, just made that up. Um, and But anyway, um, right after that, we happened to see the Bud Light commercial with the genie. And I was like, actually, wouldn't it have been genius if Bud Light had actually put that commercial right after then in order to remember something you have to forget something of course the message is a bit esoteric is bud light's trying to is hoping that you forget what happened with dylan mulvaney last year and the backlash against bud light you know by them sponsoring or getting behind you know a trans uh influencer so that was just you know again you know the me uh, um marshall McLuhan said the media the medium is the message but there were a lot more um, references, like, you know, Jen Ortega was just in a very steamy kind of, you know, lesbian um, scene in, in one of the shows that she's on. And she was in a, in a commercial for 
Dinamita, which is which is I think a new Doritos uh, chip, and and in the creative, um, she had a two abuelas, you know, Dina and Mita, and I was like, okay, spicy chip and spicy scene, coincidence, maybe, you know, maybe not. So there was a lot of these what I thought were actual um, contextual, con, you know, contextually relevant um, messages that I thought were really, really um, on point this year. They got my attention um, for all the right for all the right reasons. Um, uh, Howard um, Howard says I'll play the contrarian. I think the stop the hate toward you know uh, insert here adds preach to the choir and have no way to measure um, effectiveness. Well, I mean, Howard, if you want to come up and, and chat and debate, we, we'd love to hear you um, as well. I mean, th- this is, you know, I, th- I think what was interesting, what was interesting is, you know, Robert Croft is, you know, clearly someone who is, you know, uh, there was, it was very interesting because you definitely feel, um, you definitely, I'm inviting you to speak. You don't have to accept. But, um, you know, Robert Croft and Tom Brady certainly dominated the Super Bowl for years and years and years. And so to have Robert Croft in, in a way and Tom Brady was in a bunch of, uh, in, in a bunch of uh, commercials as well and pieces of creative. So they kind of loomed, you know, loomed large. You know, here's what I would say, Howard, not to necessarily, you know, be contrarian to your contrarian, um, but... Uh, there, there are two points, right? When you get very serious and poignant in the Super Bowl, it 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 can have the impact of being like a like a downer, like a Debbie Downer. So Dove's commercial at the beginning for me was flat. You know, there was a whole message about. I mean, Dove has been absolutely brilliant, like no other brand in their whole campaign for real beauty. You know, dispelling the myths. They've been lying to you. The retouching, the Photoshop. You know the the what they've done now. The the you know for the you know improving um, not just self esteem amongst women, but specifically young women. Just brilliant, brilliant stuff. And at the beginning of this, there was this whole commercial about you know all these girls falling and failing and you know and flopping, etc. And 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 they talk about the fact that you know um, they they say forty five percent of young girls or i think uh, or girls quit sport by the age of 12 um and and before that they talk about you know about uh, a problem with body image they don't necessarily link the two and i thought that that was a huge miss they don't necessarily say the reason why 45% of young girls quit is because of poor body image which i thought was a bit misleading but even if that is true which by the way is terrible absolutely terrible is it the right platform to be to be messaging now on the flip side what happened with you know with the stop hate and the robert croft you know commercial you know especially you know given given what's happening at the moment um you could argue so here's the other side of the argument which is when you have a captive audience of 120 million people um you know i mean you should take advantage of it now you can take advantage of it by being able to get your message out in front of 120 million plus people. You can take advantage of it by having them talk about it. Uh, the fact that I mentioned the Dove campaign, I'm talking about it. So in many respects, that's you know that's kind of you know mission accomplished. And then you've got the opportunity to say with 120 or 150 million people watching, you're gonna preach to the choir for sure. But you're also going to hit a lot of people that are not the choir. You just have to. You, you're playing the numbers. You know. You will. You will. You will. You know. If it's the shotgun approach, it's the ultimate. It's. It's. It's the biggest ad platform in the world. You know. For the most part. Um, sorry, I just fell into my own trap. Besides the Super Bowl. <laughs> besides the World Cup, I mean. But in the U.S., it is the biggest single opportunity to get in front of as many people as possible. So you're either going to do that just by by kind of with, you know, take shoot your shot. Two is get people to talk about you. And three is accept the fact that even with the wastage, you're still going to be able to, you know, you know, get as many more people than you would have um, in the past. 
Um, Howard says Super Bowl advertisers should prompt all viewers to take a simple action on their smartphones. Many don't, and that and that's the point I was making earlier, which is just it just bl- blows my mind, blew my mind how few um, calls to action there really were. So there was actually a third ad. So in terms of like poignant messages, right? We've discussed Robert Croft, we've discussed Dove, but I saw a, what was a two-minute kind of anthem spot for Snapchat. And um, the version that I saw um, last night felt like 30 seconds, maybe a minute, but it was too short. I actually loved what Snapchat did because they actually took on Facebook and TikTok and Instagram and they almost depositioned themselves or positioned themselves against them. And so the whole thing was, you know, this culture of like, 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 and, you know, and, and, um, and all the toxicity of social media and so Snapchat positioned themselves as anti that, more friends, you know, real friends. Um, and and um, because it's more private, because right now, yes, you can still have brands on Snapchat and you can still have influencers on Snapchat, but Snapchat is almost the forgotten social media platform. And because they've become the forgotten social media platform, this was on one level, them saying, hey, hi, hi, everyone, I'm still here. But more importantly, they're kind of um, acknowledging the fact that with all the, you know, the controversy and the toxicity and 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 issues with depression and and, and isolationism and, and, and increase in, in teenage anxiety and suicide, Snapchat seems to be, I don't want to say unscathed, but has almost become found a new lease on life or found a new meaning. And uh, I would have liked that to have been a little bit longer in in many instances, in my opinion, in my opinion. Um, and so I thought that that was that was interesting as well. Now, for before I forget, let me tell you the the ad for me that stole the show um, was DoorDash. So DoorDash did like alliterative, DoorDash did what every single brand should do. First of all, here's what DoorDash did. And I didn't even, I didn't see the ad coming into it and I almost kind of missed it. Um, it was towards the end. It was like, I guess in the maybe late third quarter or beginning of the fourth quarter. And I'm sure that was planned. They basically said that, and I knew about the offer in advance, that one person would win every single ad that was advertised in the Super Bowl. Every single ad, okay? So, um, it's not ad, uh, would the product being offered. And in the commercial, they basically gave a promo code. And it started off with like a DoorDash ads, you know, ads 2020, Super Bowl 2024. But then it went on and created the world's longest promo code. And it was insane. And I went and I typed, you know, what I saw at the beginning, right, which was in a little red box, which was door dash, all dash, all dash, the dash, ads, dash, 2024, okay? And then it said like 1% correct. And then I was like, oh, it says promo code. So then I said door dash, dash, all dash, the dash, ads, dash, 2024 dash promo code. And it still said it didn't work. And I was like, damn, okay, what do I have to do? So what began then was a search for me to try and figure it out. Now, I'm trying to paste it in, in Clubhouse for you, um, but it's not working. So I want to, I want, I'm trying to, hold on. Let's see if I can do this for you. It might be so long that I can't even paste it in Clubhouse, which just tells you how insane it was. Ah, I want it. No, it's not letting it's not letting me paste it. Okay, it is so long. It I'm gonna actually read to you the entire promo code. Okay, are you ready for this? If you want to see it for yourself, um, you're gonna have to go to the cafe chat in disc in the link above, discord.gg. Okay. This is the actual promo code. And every time you did it, it would say like 11%, 6%, 8%, you know, 1%, 0%. So this is it. Okay, you ready? 
<sighs> Should I give you all the dashes? I will. Door dash dash all dash the dash ads dash 2024 dash promo code dash door dash can do or dash pretty much anything dash a new Kia EV9 dash Reese's dash peanut butter M&M's dash hope you have a DVR dash Fanjul dash Dinamita dash Mountain Dew Baja Blast dash BMW i5 dash Popeye's chicken dash YouTube TV dash Oreo dash Dove dash live dash love dash hope dash your dash not dash missing dash anything dash doors dash I'm not going to read all of this but you get the idea dash more dash Baja dash Blast dash anyone question mark dash mayonnaise dash lots dash and dash lots dash of dash mayonnaise dash personal dash website dash creation dash technology dash where dash r dash u dash going dash two dash put dash all dash this dash stuff question mark dash your dash garage dash is dash two dash small dash o dash it's dash still dash going dash into dash the dash yard dash wow dash look dash another dash car dash it's dash a uh, dash very dash long dash promo code your door dash two dash more i mean i, I can't even keep going i'm just gonna have to read the rest of it um going into the yard well look another car it's a very long promo code your door is more a short essay about stuff for too long commercials have simply advertised goods and or services but never as a commercial gotten new goods and or services from all the other commercials via the correct application of an extensive alphanumeric promotional code like cheeseburgers mid-sized german automobile story 38230 a whole bunch of numbers etc you get it however the desired outcome results in an influx of multiple automobiles which can be overwhelming for the census because the new car smell of one car is quite incredible but the new car smell of multiple new cars has the potential to create a sense of euphoria unattainable anywhere else in the natural world the same is true when one obtains the snacks from all the ads as we humans often feel decision paralysis given so many delicious options at the same time and then having access to TurboTax experts makes things so incredibly convenient that all other aspects of life become less convenient by comparison this is both a conundrum and the best thing to ever happen to you but mostly the best thing to ever happen to you and sorry about all the dashes dash just dash kidding dash here dash r dash like dash 15 dash or dash so dash more dash but you but dash you dash will dash need dash two dash count dash them dash two dash c dash if that dash that dash is dash correct dash 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 five exclamation points hallelujah i mean joseph i'm away from my computer can you repeat that no <laughs> okay so what happens in this process right i'm thinking i need i want this promo code so what do i do what do you think i did bruce you went to google and searched it i went to google and searched it but that is not the quickest way to get anything twitter so well where did i go twitter I went to Twitter slash X, right? So with all the talk about how advertisers had left X Twitter for TikTok, etc., still the place to go to to really get the live conversation, live raw real-time conversation was X. Now, I didn't find everything that I was looking for. In fact, in some cases, people were posting this promo code, but because of the character limit, were, were doing it in multiple tweets and it was very messy and it wasn't necessarily correct. These were people still getting 16% because they were picking up what other people were doing. Now, only if you have Twitter Blue or Twitter Blue Premium could you actually post all of it. So then, number two, I see um, a tweet for a Discord server saying the promo codes in the Discord server. So I'm thinking, well, you know, a lot of spam happens that way. And a lot of, you know, like during the Web3 time, there was a lot of uh, fraud and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, screw it. You know, <laughs> I'm going in. So I go and I register for a Discord server. And that's where I find someone who has it. 
and basically says, DM me. So that, you know, I was like, oh, I don't know about that. But I DM them. They gave me the promo code and I went and used it and it was the correct promo code. I asked them, I said, where did you get the promo code from? Where do you think he got the promo code from, Bruce? X. No, he was he po- he was in X posting about Discord, but there is there is an even more obvious place that is the you know the epicenter right now of culture and zeitgeist. It well, it's I suppose it's an app and a website. He has a clue they're going public soon. He has a clue they were involved pretty radically in the whole GameStop, you know, um, uh, experience. And again, now there's a GameStop meme coin was reddit gotcha so basically if you want to understand and 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 here's the craziest part the craziest part was that there were people on x complaining uh and saying i'm gonna uninstall doordash i'm never using doordash again they were so frustrated with doordash and you're like but you're on x if you're on x and you're part of this conversation you're absolutely the right audience. You might be a little bit frustrated right now that you can't figure it out, but that was the whole point. It was, there were people that were pausing and there were people that were, you know, replaying and watching it on slow motion and trying to follow the the thread and everything and listening to the voices and etc. But at the end of the day, if you know, you know, if you know, you know, and if you know, you know that, that basically this is how the internet works. Um, I, you know, I remember back in the day, even when I was running um, digital, um, you know, interactive strategy um, back in in the shy day days, you know, and even so, even when I wrote my first book, Life After the 30 Second Spot, that, that the internet is incredibly powerful. And it literally takes, you know, the, all these puzzles and, and impossible puzzles can and will be worked out by the internet, by internet sleuths, you know, by community within seconds. If you think it's going to take them days, it will take them hours. If you think it's going to take them hours, it will take them minutes. And if you think it's going to take them minutes, it will take them seconds. This is the power, the power of community and the internet. And so this was solved however it was solved, however Reddit came together, and then from Reddit to X and X to Discord, etc., and within, you know, maybe five or 10 minutes, I wasn't even watching the game at that point. I, did, I didn't even know what was going on. If it was like at this point, if it was OT yet or whatever, um, I was just determined um, to get this right. And, um, and this is the point. This is the point for me. When you get an opportunity, I mean, how many people literally are going to, you know, uninstall DoorDash now in favor of what Uber Eats. I mean, it was the DoorDash versus Uber Eats bowl. Forget about Kansas City, you know, against uh, against San Francisco. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, let me tell you, um, I think I think DoorDash just crushed it. Um, there's one more thing I want to just also kind of say in amidst everything is when you, you know, actually look at the... Um, at, at the prizes. Um, so first of all, you know, when you go to DoorDash dash, all dash the dash ads, the dot com, right? So by the way, the URL, Brucey, is is on brand because it's got all the dashes, right? Um, and second of all, when you go in, you actually see the shopping cart is like basically going and adding, 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 adding numbers. It, I think there's about like 2,400 items in the actual, um, you know, in the actual um, cart. And it's saying processing winning code, submissions are closed, grab something on DoorDash while you wait. That's the point, right? While you wait, grab something on DoorDash. They're actually, again, on brand. But what I also loved was when you actually go through the the cart, you actually get to see all the, um, the ads. And it's interesting, like in some cases, you know, you can win an electric vehicle, right? One BMW i5 M60. In other cases, um, and like M&M's peanut butter, single candy pack and a literal diamond. Uh, Booking.com, $20,000 dream vacation. But in other cases, it's like insane. Like Pfizer is giving an anatomy textbook. Um, 
you know, uh, Wicked, the movie, you get a witch's hat. Um, Planet of the Apes, you get a crown. Um, he gets us, which is the Jesus, um, uh, Jesus one, you get a water bottle. So some of them are also like kind of in, insane. Uh, the Foundation to Combat Anti-Semitism, you get a blue pin. Um, and then, and then, like there was one, I was going, uh, a political ad, it says a political ad. That was, I think, the uh, the Kennedy one. It says a vote pin. But then there was also like the for the gambling one, for Bet MGM, um, going down the, the list as well. And uh, it said, you know, like even that, like, by the way, mayonnaise, you get a 30-pound, two 30-pound bucket of mayo. Um, I mean, that's kind of insane too. Where is the uh, where's the gambling one? Because I literally went up and down the whole thing. Um, I'm gonna find it for you. Bet MGM. It says legal says you get a lion plushie. So, <laughs> so even there was even like copywriting in in all of that. Two thousand four hundred sixty eight items in the shopping cart. Again, to me, that's the one that to me that was the big winner. Um, and and I don't need it to win the USA, whatever, ad meter, and I don't need to hear what Ad Week or Ad Age says. For me, that's how you do a Super Bowl ad, you know? And, and if you're going to spend millions and millions, by the way, I saw another thing as well, talking about, you know, so much religion. There was an ad for Scientology in, in, in last night that I'm just remembering now. There were two ads, maybe more, you know, for, you know, for Jesus, he knows us. And, and, you know, I saw a comment, which I thought was quite poignant that basically said, you know, instead of spending $10 million, you know, on, you know, on, on a message, you know, about Jesus, why not donate $10 million to, you know, to, to, to helping homeless people? And why not actually combine that with homes.com? They had three commercials, which were awful as far as I was concerned. To me, that's a bigger and a better way to use your money. Can you imagine if homes.com had donated homes? I don't even know what homes.com does. I don't care. I never want to even find out because I just find their ads to be just so offensive and indulgent and gratuitous, etc. But if they are in the business of, I don't know, some home type of thing, why not just combine that? So this is, you know... I mean, like, if it's the last thing I ever do on this planet, it's to try and convince these these mofo marketers, actually, that's going to be the name, mofo marketers, um, how to do a damn Super Bowl commercial and, and how to take advantage of literally, you know, the biggest single opportunity to get in front of as many people in the United States of America and territories. Damn it. So that's, that's, you know, rent soapbox over. Those are my thoughts um, last night. I hope I win. I won't, but I hope I win the sweepstakes because I really want a 50-pound bucket of mayonnaise. What about you, Bruce? Uh, no, no 50-pound bucket of mayonnaise. I, I, I just uh, – I, but I do have a question. Yes. Uh, you, as a marketing person, as you are, uh, and you know, I'm a domainer. So when when is the best time that you can air your commercial during a game? Well, gen generally, what happens is you want to you want to typically you know get it in the first quarter. And uh, look, I'm not a me. You know, I haven't been in the business for a while, and I was never in the business of media planning for Super Bowls. I was in the strategy um, part of the business. Um, but in terms of, you know, being, I mean, you want to be the first commercial the at, at that point, because, you know, remember, people are getting progressively drunk during the night and tired and fading and whatever and losing interest. So you definitely always want to be in the first quarter, no doubt, right? Or just maybe before the end of the first half because of the first half, because of the halftime show. The other thing is, and this is always the gamble, is uh, fourth quarter, right? Where you might get a bit of remnant or you might be able to get a cheaper bowl if they haven't sold out or a cheaper spot, but which but they do. But, you know, if it's a blowout, 
then you're screwed, basically. Then you've really thrown a lot of money down the drain. Uh, but if it's a tight game and an exciting game, well, then, I mean, it's it's like jackpot. So that's kind of how you look at it, right? First quarter, for sure, and as you know, as early uh, as as much as you can, try and be the first um, right before halftime, and then in the fourth quarter, it's a it's luck of the draw. But if it's a tight game and an exciting game, this game was not very exciting. It was close, but it wasn't very exciting. It just felt there were too many mistakes. It just it it wasn't. It just didn't feel like the best matchup. You know, I, I agree with that. What did, I didn't hear if you mentioned about what were your thoughts on the halftime show? It was awful. I thought, well, I'll tell you, uh, Howard said, which is true, maybe advertise Uber in the fourth quarter. That's true, right? And, and, and by the way, that's where DoorDash was. You know, DoorDash was right at the end. They were either, you know, late third quarter or early uh, fourth quarter. Um, so I, they did that as well. Everything about DoorDash's execution was phenomenal. I didn't like Usher's at all. I, but, but what I picked up, though, just through some comments on Facebook and whatever, is that the millennials apparently loved it and everything was millennial-esque, right? Um, from in the rollerblades, just every, every aspect of it was like, I just saw millennials saying, I've died and gone to heaven. And all the Gen Xers thought it was just awful, Here's the thing is, you know, my ability to enjoy music from, you know, from Paul McCartney to, you know, to um, someone who's, you know, to the weekend is I love it all. But what I want to see is I want to see a show. I want to see a spectacular show. And I want to see high energy and high impact. This was just very low energy. And, you know, I thought I knew more. I thought I knew more Usher songs. I didn't know as many as I thought. Um, you know, I think having, you know, I liked seeing people, Little John and Ludacris and Alicia Keys, you know, I, I certainly enjoyed, um, you know, what I would have done is I would have broken the bank and I would have had Taylor Swift make the ultimate cameo. That's what I would have done. Again, another opportunity wasted. So I didn't, I didn't love it. I just, I wanted, I, I, I like Usher. I love Usher. But I just thought it was so, I mean, when we think about a couple of years ago, was it last year or the year before when, I mean, it was just insane when Snoop and just, it was just like, it was just like a Eminem and just like, it was just, it, it was like a, my senses were blown. That was a production. The halftime show should be a production. This didn't feel like a production. So those are my thoughts. What yeah, did you think? After, uh, well, it was, uh, you know, I looked at my my daughter's <clears throat> Twitter feed and all of her friends, and they they actually loved it. They loved it because they're they love Usher and uh, they love that music and uh, they loved how we, they did the show. I thought last year's show with Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre was that was just fantastic. It was this fantastic. One, yeah, that was just uh, it was almost like a movie. Th this one was not like that, and how they started it and how his outfit was is just didn't uh, it wasn't for everybody. I think last year with Dr. Dre and they had Snoop Dogg and they had Eminem. I think oh, that was incredible. And, and, I, everybody. and I just want to, and I just want to say that, you know, just uh, my final reference, which will, in, which will also age me is if Usher can take his shirt off, then by golly, Janet Jackson should be able to take hers off as well. Just kidding. Um, little bit of a reference to the classic Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson wardrobe malfunction. Um, well, it, it's it's nine oh one. We didn't get to discuss uh, um, Vision Pro or iMol, but we'll do that maybe on Wednesday. So come back tomorrow, eight to nine a.m. We will be, <clears throat> excuse me, we will be doing uh, our continued live read of crucial conversations, and then on Thursday, um, I may be traveling, but if not, we will continue four obsessions of an extraordinary uh, executive. Remember, discord.gg forward slash alpha collective above is where you can uh, be part of our Discord server. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast version bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go. And by doing that, you can actually go back and, and listen to previous um, episodes or reads of crucial conversations if you want to uh, catch up. I believe that we have done one 
uh, reading of Crucial Conversations at the moment, and we've done two or four obsessions. So that's it for me. Bruce, thanks for coming on stage. Great to chat with you uh, and uh, send love to all the family. And uh, I will be back. We will be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. More POAPs for you. Um, you know, I will, um, Bruce, send me a direct message. I'll make sure that I'm just waiting to get it approved. But then I will we'll have some Super Bowl a special limited edition Super Bowl POAPs to give away tomorrow as well, including the rest of our February. I had a coffee with Joseph Jaffe in the Collective Cafe. Have an amazing day, everyone. Appreciate you all. Bye. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.